around him because he had his hazards on. Yeah. And his front end was, it was bad. He was in a, I think it was an F-150. You know what Ford stands for, right? Fix your repair daily. That's right. Float on a road dead. Fiat stands for fix it again, Tony. Tony? Yeah. Who the hell's Tony? Who that? It's Italian, get it? It's Italian name, yeah. Oh, I get it. But that fiat of mine, <laughs> knock on wood, has been terribly reliable. Got a little pumpkin? Yeah, and every time I want to get a nice car, I'm thinking, why? It, it would just get destroyed. I got fun cars to drive in the summer. I'll just keep this thing and drive You've in the wind. You've got all sorts of excuses, don't you? Well, why would not you drive a nice car on these streets? It can't be done. Pride? No, I have no pride. <laughs> Tom, uh, the building guy, calls my car the Home Depot car. Well, he, he ain't wrong. Is that because Home Depot's orange? There you go, yeah. Joey. What in God's name? How high was I when I bought that car? <laughs> how high do you have to be to buy an orange car? <laughs> you had a tweet last night that... Um, Gained some traction, didn't it? Yeah, I had to babysit, so I was looking at Twitter and thought, oh, I might as well tweet something. Oh, which kid did you have? I had Thea, Ingrid, and Polly. Well, the old man joined his wife down at the hospital where the baby remains in intensive care. Oh, Jesus. How's bedtime go with uh, Grandpa Joe? Thea's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I finally bribed Ingrid to put her to sleep. Oh, hey, we're live, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just oh shoot, I just remembered. Damn it! Well, I'm. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, too late now. Yeah. Just as always, we hope they have our backs. Rattalonies. <laughs> We got ads today, sweetheart. Yep. 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 I got a lot on my mind. What was the game last night that was such a so one sided? I actually ended up watching the Wild. Um, who was playing? Northfield and uh, Orono and Northfield. Joe, I need Moeller for me today. Zero zero after two, wasn't it? Oh, they were. Whoever. Oh, it was War Road, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that War was Road. a six o'clock game. Yeah. yeah I need a molar from you. Kenny, I need Maple Grove and Schoonover. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Maple, excuse me, Maple Grove and Aim High from you. Oh, yeah. Aim High. John, Aim I don't need high. anything from you. No, Chris. All right. You ready? No. Um, Chris, I sent you my timesheet, just so you know. Oh. I gotta find this motor. Don't forget to send me news stories. I forgot all week. Oh shoot! I have to. That's my fault. I should do. It's okay. Hey, you know how I advise everybody to go back and buy those Ferrigno books, Prayer for the Assassin, and what have you? Are we canceled? Yeah. I got prayers for the assassin. I can't read. I don't like it. I loved it when I read it in two thousand six, but I don't know what changes. I, I I just don't want to reread it. It turns out. Huh. But it's, oh, good, the Islamic, I, it's the I Islamic Republic of the United States, but the Bible Belt area is holding out. <laughs> now I won't. Chris, you're funny. 
Yeah, you were about to. I was. I was going to bring it. It was in my queue. It's in my queue. You ready? Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1033, March 9th, 2023. Two years ago on this day, we were frolicking. It was 62 degrees on this oh, day in 2021. Wow, nice. And it was 10 below on this day in 1951 and again in 2003. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, and John Hype in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Is this a Woman's Month? Well, it is around the world. Yes, it is. Well, I don't know about the world. I thought it was yesterday. It was National Women's International Day. Women's Day yesterday? Well, maybe yeah. that's oh, it. Day. Maybe women yeah. only get no. a day, right? Yeah. No. Well, we have the award though for the uh, the. Uh, it's International Women's Day was yesterday, and we have the award presented for the Women of Courage Award, and it was given to a male. Huh. So Wait, what? 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 Argentinian what? Alba Ruida was introduced by Jill Biden as a transgender woman. And so we have the on national on International Women's Day. Well, does that surprise you when cars are being blamed for their own thievery? No, none of this shocked me when I read no. this. The left is kind of funny, aren't they? It's almost to the point now where it's not even funny anymore. It's... I was shocked. I you... thought they'd keep an International Women's Day pure. You'd think you'd give it to a gal. Pure, yes. Yeah. What evidence do you have to suggest that you, you were shocked by Wait this? Wait until it's International <laughs> Transgender Women's Day. Well, then this person can Well, win. it's even sillier than that. Okay. The Democrats are the party that cannot tell you what a woman is. Right. That's they right. don't know what a woman okay. is. Who's the Supreme Court nominee who was following ja- orders by saying Jackson, right? Yeah. yeah. Last I don't know Jackson. what a woman is. So these frauds now give the Woman of the Year Award, the Courage Award, to an Argentinian who is a an LGBTQ P plus 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 P woman. I wonder how the women that have been fighting for equal rights since the beginning of time and uh, all the way up through yesterday feel about that. Well, how do I guess women probably, athletes feel? Yeah, yeah, that's that was well, my next question. That yeah. can be answered, uh, Kenny, because remember what happened when the one woman who lost to the biological male in all the NCAA championships in swimming, yeah, she was yeah. basically ridiculed for coming forward. Right. Uh, and every time there's a meeting like this, there's D- Dr. Biden. I'm sorry, Dr. Yeah, Jill please. Biden. She's about as much of a doctor as a as these phony uh, Joe Gothard types who are doctors. You know? She's the doctor of dumb. Mm-hmm. But every time these people get together and have a ceremony, like Walls has been has had a flourish of ceremonies, signing various ruinous documents. And they always get a crowd gathered around them that nod knowingly. Right behind them, yeah. Appreciatively. Look at the uh, back of his head. In fact, uh, I wanted to say something about Walls has now signed. Did he sign a bill or executive order for gender-affirming care? Because that Frankie guy got into it. 
Lee Leah Finky or whatever you know. He I, issued an executive order yesterday protecting okay. ac access to gender affirming health care for I transgender. I wonder what Mary Moriality thinks of that. Well, <laughs> let's go to the quote. Yeah. Um, here it is. In an interview, Moriarty defended the decision and her overall approach to prosecuting ju juveniles, citing research on adolescent brain development that suggests a child's mind is not fully formed until age 25. Right. So Mary Moriarty is your ally to, to against this. What this does by executive order... It, it claims to make Minnesota a refuge for people seeking health care. I, I, I would not wish to def, deprive anybody of health care, by the way. Agreed. Uh, this order aims to uh, make Minnesota a refuge for people uh, seeking health care designed to affirm their gender identity by protecting parents and providers from, ex, from extradition orders and keeping their data private. Okay. it's And they want to... Uh, you, you can't, you can't, well, they had some young, what appeared to be a female, uh, who uh, appeared to be the star of the stand arounders, you know, <laughs> the one that would rush in to shake his yep. hand. And I don't know if that was a, a biological male at birth or, Ooh. or if that was a transgender Tough child these mm -hmm. days. and her parents were very proud of her. And, and, uh, uh, but we have that now. And apparently there's no age limits that I could find in here. Leah Finky, that's what, Lee Finky, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, Lee Finky got elected to the legislature for only one reason. To bleep us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, she's there for one reason. <laughs> Just like... The Bill Haller. Bill Haller, the umpire, was at an Orioles game for one reason. Mm -hmm. uh, is it is it Lee or Lay? Whatever. L E I G H. Lee. Okay. Lee, I would think. Yeah. How did this person get elected? Joe, did, the, did the people in her district? You already say, know that. Well, this was what was on their minds. Yeah. We're moving forward. We're one Minnesota. It, it Re was a re refresh my memory. Go. Uh, look up Lee Finky, L-E-I-G-H, F-I-N-K-E. What area of St. Paul? Because I, I know St. Paul pretty well, but it's escaping me what part of town she represents. Lee Finky would be the first legislator in Minnesota House well, it's after a, she it's was important to be a first. A. Okay, look up 66A. <clears throat> it's, it's the east side, I think, somewhere on the east side, which is a vast area and also often a misnomer in St. Paul. I but, believe hmm. her wrong. Father Ray was a place kicker for the Dolphins. Ray Finky? Yeah. And he was involved in a cover up that uh, Ace Ventura had to. Uh, <laughs> well, this was um, in reaction to um, what's uh, been going on in Iowa and South Dakota. Right. And uh, the governor, uh, the king, our ruler, refers to them as bullies, and we oh. will not stand bullies right. okay. because I'm a teacher. Oh, boy. Yes. I need it, Rook. Um Can't be that difficult. No, I've got it up here. Just got to find out what the borders are. I got to burn my saddle about King Ruler Walls, by the way. Okay, just a moment, please. Uh, just give me some streets. Give me anything right now. 66A. Uh, uh, well, they don't well, just well, say... 
Well, Rook is doing that. Let me tell you that uh, Lee did get 81.1% of the vote when we find out where that can. 66K map. Uh, It is bordered on the north, 36. On the north by Highway 36. Yes. Yes. It is bordered on 35W. That would be to the west. West. Yep. And uh, Maryland, McKnight, uh, which one? Where do they stop? I got to zoom in. Chatsworth to the west. No, 35s to the west. I mean, to the east, excuse me. Do you mean 35E? Yes. Okay. And Boy, this is just a disaster. You've got me so confused. Well, okay, it's that's enough for me to know that... The Rock and East Side, right? I'm shocked that this would be of concern to the people of that neighborhood. John, do you have the ballot PD up in and front of you? I do, yes. I do. But, so it's Como... Como Park is in there. No, not not if it's west. Not if the border. Is oh 35. my God! Who cares, oh John? The God. the number of actual votes. What was that? Uh, there were about nineteen thousand votes. Well, there you go, uh, Joe. Lee, Lee got fifteen six, and Trace Johnson, the Republican, got three thousand five hundred, roughly. Wow. So eighty one point one percent for Lee Finky, eighteen and a half percent for Trace Johnson, the Republican candidate. Hmm. So. Pretty sure Joe just left. Did Did Joe leave? I think so. No, he's going to get his legislative it's book Thursday. So but what's blowing me What's blowing me away is that this has nothing to do with what's going on in this state. This is one hundred percent reaction to Minneapolis, Dakota, and St. Paul, right off of two eighty. So yeah. picture that Energy Park Drive. I'll do it. Como. I'll do it. I got a book, Mister Impatient. I, I should have done it myself. Book and check it out. All right, I will. Sixty-six A. Yeah. How old's that book? Pretty old, but sixty-six A is probably the same. There's fifty-four. It's almost there. Fifty-six. Already, but that's okay. Nine. Not offended. Sixty-two. Well, it wasn't directed at you. Hmm. I'm no. I'm good. I just, I should have kept this book more handy. I, I find this important only because it's 65A, did we say? 66. 66A. Hurry up. Hey, don't you have it yet? Come on, get it. I'm trying to do the show here. 66A. Okay. It's 66A. <laughs> Central St. Paul, including the neighborhoods of Summit University, Selby Dale, Thomas Dale, and the North End. Uh, the district's diverse population includes African Americans and a growing Asian population. Housing consists of a, mis- a mix of single family and rentals. Uh, what this, what, uh, the only point I was trying to to corroborate is that I, I can't, I don't understand how this person got elected. Though that doesn't seem to be the concern of that area, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong and it's a concern everywhere. I I know you didn't read the link I sent you. This was a couple of months ago. I'm not ripping. I'm just saying, I know you didn't, you didn't read it, but basically people like this, the Ilhan Omars, and this is going on all over the country. These people are being voted on. And to your defense, Rook, there was a lousy map in here. I was choosing from a lousy map. These people are being elected and, and put into these positions from the, the white guilty vote. That's to answer your question. That's why people like yeah. her are in office. In that district, though, there's the white guilty vote presumes some sort of privilege and maybe even socioeconomic elevation. There is no socioeconomic 
wealth in the area she represents. Right, but you were out, and John gave the actual number of people that voted in that And, and how many was that? 19,100, roughly, voted okay. total. Lee got 15,006. Wow. So there you go. 81%. Well, in any event, where were we, where were we going with this? What what started this? Uh, women's. Oh. Um, we had, you were going with. It's the gender affirming health care. Oh, that's it. That was, and and I, I think that uh, again, it's it's so insidious to to appease and and uh, embrace small children making these decisions that it's sinful, but I know sin doesn't exist anymore in this country. Whoa. But but it's sinful. This person went to Bethel. Who? She was, I think he was born in Minnesota, Bachelor of Arts degree in English literature from Bethel in 2003, and a Master of Arts in Shakespeare from DePaul. Now you can't flunk that. <laughs> I'm glad you're going there because that's what I was going to bring up with King Ruler Walls. Yes. Having, when he was signing this gender affirming healthcare nonsense, having the little girl with the stuffed animal up in that, that's so insulting on so many levels. At his little press conference it's evil. yesterday, it it is. You're right. It's 100 evil. It's huh. just flat out evil. Pres According to Mary Moore Reality, you can't make that change until you're 25 years old. Okay. Um, preceded by Alice Hausman. Alice, we wish we had. <laughs> oh God, doesn't Alice look good? <laughs> Your theory is perfect. Yeah, Alice, please come back. What's kind of interesting here, I went to look at the opponent, Trace Johnson, yeah, a Republican with what we would consider perfect views, uh, nothing radical Republican about him at all. Right. Uh, and, to, and to, I know we'd have to break this down further, but uh, he actually is a gay man with, with a male partner. So you'd think that would appeal to somebody uh, boy, who, who boy. may vote. Yeah. Well, uh, so, Leah, Lee must have run a hell of a campaign. Yeah, uh, very. Hmm. Wow. It's being I interesting. I've never heard of her before she got elected. No, no. I wonder if she literally ran on the campaign, not woke enough. You need me. Man alive. <laughs> uh, but Mary Moriality would say this shouldn't happen. These are people whose brains aren't developed yet. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't make a decision that critical until you're, until you're 25. That would be, according to Mary Moriality, the head of the county attorney, the Hennepin County attorney, who won't prosecute juveniles for murder because the science, follow the science. Unreal. The science says their brains aren't developed yet. Well, are their brains developed at the age of 12 to change genders? My answer would be, no. according to Mary, no. Yeah, uh, Mary Morreale's views are good enough for me. The quote goes on to say, "Our goal is to treat kids like kids." Yeah, Mary's Mary's got it figured out. You got to treat the kids like kids. We know that kids that age are impressionable. They are impulsive. They're easily manipulated and subject to peer pressure. Mm -hmm. But Thank you, Mary. My point in all of this is this has nothing to do with kids in Minnesota. This has everything to do, and it is a reaction to what is happening in Iowa and South Dakota. Right, we but it will also apply to kids in Minnesota. But it already applies yeah. to kids in Minnesota. So nothing has changed, as far as I can tell, for kids in Minnesota. This is all about if they come here, 
they can't, we're going to hold them here. They can't be sent back. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. The DFLers are having fun, aren't they? They are. uh, Yeah. It's a white canvas. They are accomplishing uh, every ruinous thing they can dream up. And by the end of the next two years, I I don't have any optimism whatsoever that this state will be a functioning society. This and the abortion nonsense is pointless Mm -hmm. because nothing has changed in Minnesota. But now they've added all of this other nonsense, which is just political grandstanding. Let's stick to uh, let's let's clear today's Kia and Hyundai news off the docket. Uh, we all know that the car is at fault. How close is, and I'm not saying this, Keith Ellison is saying this. How close is, uh, what, what? how close is Keith Ellison coming to blaming the victim? For example, in a rape case. Hmm. Well, she had it coming because of the way she was dressed. Oh, well, he's saying the same thing about a car. Now I realize a car is not the same as a woman. This is Keith Ellison saying this. I personally don't believe that, by right, the way. Right. But he is saying these cars might as well have a sign on them that say, steal me. An attractive nuisance. Yes. So this is one of his more ruinous conclusions. Wow. But again, uh, Tim Buck, too, has done some work for us. Hopefully better than my research on 66. Yes. Okay, good. Both Kia and Hyundai have large dealerships in Sioux Falls. And you see a lot of these cars around town. But I have never heard the police chief, the mayor, or the attorney general in South Dakota talk about Kia and Hyundai thefts. So I did a Google search. The only thing I found was a story done earlier this week by Dakota News Now, the ABC affiliate in Sioux Falls. It turns out this story was not about Sioux Falls at all, but rather was about Kia and Hyundai thefts in Colorado done by an ABC affiliate there. I assume that the Sioux Falls reporters were unable to find local officials who thought it was a problem here. You must live in Sioux Falls, huh? And statewide statistics bear this out. Neither car makes the top 10 of stolen vehicles in South Dakota. So somehow Kia and Hyundai are unsafe to be on the street in Minnesota, but they are safe to be on the street in (laughs) South Dakota. The population, they're not safe to be on the street in Minnesota, but safe to be on the street in South Dakota. The population of Sioux Falls is 209,000 people. And the population of St. Paul is 311,000. So my question to Zach Stevenson of Coon Rapids is quite simple. Why are Kia and Hyundai owners safe in Sioux Falls, but unsafe in the Twin Cities? Hmm. The vehicles are exactly the same. What is Falls, Sioux Falls doing better? Stevenson is an intelligent man, but I don't believe he would give you an honest answer. Hmm. People who live in the real world know that Ramsey County has a catch-and-release prosecutor, and in South Dakota, criminals likely will serve jail time for Grand Theft Auto. It has nothing to do with the car. It has everything to do with deterrence. And then he linked me to the top 10 most stolen vehicles in South Dakota. And and uh, I would love to see the euphorians uh, try to try to bluster their way through this. Well, but South Dakota doesn't have the population uh, population of who? What's what? Who doesn't South Dakota have a population of? Well, South Dakota doesn't have as many people. Well, does that mean that the larger the population, the more likely you are to have criminals? But again, you're trying to reason with idiots. 
The top 10 most stolen cars in South Dakota, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau. It's almost like power rankings. Number 10, Honda Civic. Number 8, Ford Fusion. Number 8, Pontiac. Number 9, Ford Fusion. Number 8, Pontiac Grand Prix. Number 7, Toyota Camry. Number 6, Jeep Cherokee. And Grand Cherokee is a tie. Number 6, Honda Accord. Number 5, Dodge Pickup. Full size. Uh, number five is a tie. GMC pickup full size. Number four, Chevrolet Malibu. Number three, Chevrolet Impala. Number two, Ford pickup full size. And the most stolen car. The most stolen car. I have the envelope, please. Full size Chevy pickups. Huh. Ooh. I wonder if that's because of job sites, work-related sites. Could be that there's just a hell of a lot of Chevy pickups, huh? Mm. Isn't that something? I, well, again, trying to reason with idiots, Joe, I was trying to squeeze us in before you switched to this, but here's what you're up against, right? Mm-hmm. This is Representative Andy Smith. Andy represents 25B. That's your Rochester area. All right. I already looked it up before yep. you asked. Got it. Uh, this is talking about giving everyone the right to vote, including people that are still incarcerated. Yeah. I've heard tonight a lot of you are very nervous about public safety and that's great. I have good news for you. Giving voting to those who are incarcerated actually helps public safety. I've- who is this turd? <laughs> no, don't you get it? Yeah. It helps public safety. I got another assignment for you and I won't I'm bug you. No, I won't bug it. you until you come up with it. This, this should be interesting. Go. The full list of which cars are stolen the most in all 50 states can be found at NICB.org, National Insurance Crime Bureau, NICB.org. Got it. I'm wondering now, in how many states is is a Hyundai or a Kia the most stolen vehicle? And you don't have to report back until you find that. Got it. I shall remain silent, but That's not right. for long. Right. <laughs> well, haven't they already taken care of the problem, too? Uh, I thought starting after 2021 vehicles, Hyundai and Kia agreed right. to get rid of the issue. Although I know that you can't insure certain old Kias and Hyundais because insurance companies won't do it. Couldn't but, you hotwire a 1952 Ford in about two seconds? Right. I don't yes. know how, by the I, way. I've never done it. I'll but, show you. Yeah. I remember my my brother had a car where you would put you didn't have to put the key in you just turn the the little place yeah, with a little screwdriver in, in there yeah, and just turn the whole tumbler just turn it and it started right up yeah yeah see the, what 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 the elites are getting away with what the pro, the regressives are getting away with is the idea the implication that Hyundai and Kia presumably to save money purposely built cars that were easy to steal because they didn't want to spend the extra $3.96 per car to make the ignition more difficult to steal. That's a lie. The the uh, the euphorians are a lie. The regressives are lying to you. It's not easy to steal a Kia or a Hyundai. It might be easier than it is to steal uh, a Ford, but the, the fact remains that in order to steal a Hyundai or a Kia, you still have to break apart the steering column and you have to get in, which they do destructively. 
and they get in there and then they still have to know which wire goes where and which charger cord goes where. There's nothing easy about it, nothing. So they're wrong when they try to sell you on the idea that Hyundai and Kia are the evil are the evil players here. No, they're not. No, they're not. They just happen to build a car that turns out might be easier to start once you gain access to all of the innards. But they're not easy to start. You got to break a window. You got to get in. You got to take it apart. And then, and then it's it's mostly done by idiots who couldn't drive a manual transmission. So they're they're clever enough to follow TikTok instructions. <laughs> but if the car had a clutch and a shifter, they ain't going to steal it anyway. They're not going to get anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, you keep saying that. I know, but Can you, we're already 24 in. It would be perfect placement if you could put Mike here, because yeah. Mike addresses everything we just talked about. All right, I'll do it right here. Mike, yes. Uh, we're going to have uh, Mickey on tomorrow. Okay. Top 10 list of most stolen cars. You click on that, the link doesn't go. These cars are on the most stolen list. Page not found. Was, was Leah 66A or B? A. 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 Okay, I did find a good map. I don't understand your point and all of that. Well, it, it'll become stronger when I tell you what the borders are. It's well, it's it's every kid I went to school with. Okay. Well, the <laughs> other thing this teaches you is we have too many legislators. 66A and 66B could very well just be one legislative district. But that's a whole different you're right. ma matter. You're, you're right. All right, I'm ready. No ad here. You ready? No, I'll ask again because something's not making sense. Lee Finke is 66A. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yes. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. Rolling. No ad. I don't have a thing, so you play something. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Did you you know that she's the first, first, she's the first right. transgender. Right. Okay. I think that's worth noting when you come back. Right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Rolling. 
This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. I found my map of 66A, which is Lee Finke's district. Uh, I only want to reprise it because it's it's the legislative district that was home to probably 75% of the kids I, I went to school with in high school. It's bordered on the north by Larpenter. It's bordered on the west by Como Avenue. It's bordered on the south by Phelan Boulevard. And it's bordered on the west by Phelan Boulevard as it curves around to Lake Phelan. So you misspoke there. It's bordered on the east by Phelan Boulevard. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. West Como, east and south Phelan, north Larpenter. Uh, So uh, Maryland Avenue. Uh, in fact, oh, Maryland you've got Avenue turned around. Yeah, Jeez. it's all it's all it's a the heart of what we would call St. Paul's East Side, the heart of it. At it, it, it one time, a strong and successful blue collar working families, and I I don't know how this the first transgender ever the first. Uh, got seems, 82% of the vote is beyond me. I have no it idea. It seems like there would be a lot of people in that district not ready to. Uh, yeah. Now, we learned that Mary Moriality will not prosecute the two juveniles who cold-bloodedly killed a woman, leaving behind a one-year-old child. We now learn, this is spreading, we knew this. It was uh, uh, also, by the way, uh, the Hyundai and Kia thing is being taken up by the attorney uh, general, or the uh, whatever county attorney is in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So they're going after them there, too. But have as, you, Are you having any success? I have a list of the um, <clears throat> top 10 vehicles uh, stolen by state. Well, I, I just wanted you to go through it, so maybe you're not ready yet. I'm ready. I got can the you list. find well? Can you find how many states where Hyundai and Kia are the top stolen car? I'll come back to you. Okay. All right. We're learning that now in Baltimore, suspects younger than 25 will never be confi- uh, cons- convicted of a felony for a murder. Why is that? Democrats in Maryland have introduced a bill trying to prevent anyone under the age of 25 from being convicted of a felony murder, a move that many believe will benefit gangs and criminals and make dangerous cities like Baltimore even less safe than they already are. Earlier this year, Democrat Charlotte Crutchfield, one of three delegates representing District 19, introduced House Bill 1180, otherwise known as the Youth Accountability and Safety Act, uh, would prohibit a person younger than age 25 at the time of the offense from being convicted of murder in the first degree under the state's felony murder provisions, which classify a murder as being in the first degree if it was committed during the penetration or attempted penetration of specific crimes. Uh, you so said that 25? 25, but that's right in there with Mary Moriality because she said your brain doesn't develop until wow. 25. So in in uh, in Maryland, they're taking it to this level. So you kill somebody at the age of twenty five. You wouldn't if this passes, and if they're full of Democrats in Maryland, I don't know why it wouldn't be. If this passes, you would never be convicted of a felony murder. And we think we got it bad here. Baltimore is infinitely worse. Part of this problem, and I you know I could go down many many roads here. Part of this problem is 
among this country's many problems is just the, the extraordinary lack of respect for life, which stems from the respect for authority and respect for rules and regulations. And, and, and why not life? Throw in life's in play. No respect for life. Boy, wait till our crew gets a hold of this, man. I can easily see this happening in this state. 100%. Me too. Easily. Yep. Absolutely. If, if that's the case, uh, there's a kid that's being charged in a murder in Plymouth. Uh, 19-year-old Ray Raheem Tyrese Cooper mm-hmm. facing two charges of murder in connection with the death of Abraham Archie Boy Barbley, 20, of Brooklyn Center. He would be relieved to know that he would not be charged right. with those two counts of murder. You know, you look around you at these deadbeats that are Minnesotans, and and they voted for this, and apparently this is what they want. I mean, you can you can get a fairly representative idea of who's out there by reading letters to the editor, and there are people uh, I haven't read any letters to the editor defending the uh, the thefts of Hyundai's and Kias, but you read letters to the editor that defend the general direction that the DFL is taking the state. I don't know what's wrong with those people. I don't know what they well, can't see. They are right up until evil visits them. Mm-hmm. And it's their loved one that is gunned down or killed or whatever. But take it to a, a much lesser level. I don't know if you guys saw the story, but uh, I forget which outlet, if it was KSTP or Fox 9. But basically saying that the vast majority of Minneapolis residents, they don't want this street uh, sidewalk plowing nonsense from the city. It's just being shoved down their throats. Well, they have to speak up. They have to do something. But they're not being listened to, is I guess what I'm trying to say. And and it goes even further, where a lot of people that probably voted for this didn't realize this was coming. That's that's my guess, anyway. What could they have thought? I don't coming? know. I, I don't. I don't know. There's a editorial in today's Star Tribune because the other thing Euphorians believe, regressives believe, is that Minnesota has its own air. Oh. Well, our air does not leave Minnesota. I didn't know that. So we're in a giant bubble. Yeah, our air is Minnesota's air, so we must husband it and take care of it. Cold. And get to be carbon-free because our air never goes anywhere else. It's just our air. That's how stupid these people are. And today the stupid people are Tanya Allen, Lori Kuhn, and Anna Wasika, Wasetcha, Washicha. They've written a piece. They are from... Tonya Allen is president of the McKnight Foundation. Lori Kuhn is executive director of the Morgan Family Foundation. And Anna Wasicha is president of the West Central Initiative Foundation. And they've written a piece today. I don't want to read the whole piece, but it's the subhead is 100% carbon-free by 2040. And the, and the headline is, the Minnesota way will lead to a clean energy future. We can deliver economic mobility and community vitality in the transition to climate resilience. And it goes on to say uh, all sorts of things that can't be, can't be proven. Uh, for example, they say that uh, a clean energy economy is already providing 60,000 good paying jobs. I have no way to, to, to verify that. They say that one third of all electricity in Minnesota is already being generated by renewables. I, I have no way to verify that. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And they're celebrating the tireless efforts of advocates and community members that achieve this victory. We know the real work lies ahead. 
particularly to ensure that all Minnesotans, especially those most impacted, wouldn't we all be impacted? It's our air. Right. We all have the same air. Uh, and it goes on to say what they're doing. Okay. Now, a guy, jailers are doing their work. Craig uh, Vanderaw writes, I wrote this to the author today. Hello, Tanya, meaning the author of this editorial. Thank you for your intriguing opinion piece today. I'd appreciate some clarifications on your major points and hope you can give me a reply to help me better understand your plan and goals. One, doing it the Minnesota way, these leaders set aside differences to keep the North cold and commit our state to 100% clean electricity by 2040, protecting the place we call home against the changing climate and growing our state economy for current and future generations. Are there measurable metrics in your 2040 target for the actual lower Minnesota temps than today? My understanding of climate change initiatives are to measurably lower temperatures, right? Is there a published number for temperature change expectation in the 2040 plan? What other measurable outcome in climate metrics have been established? And of course, he knows perfectly well that she can't answer that. Number two, what does the new law mean for Minnesotans? It means even more excellent jobs and thriving clean energy businesses, reduced energy costs for our residents, and significantly less pollution to combat climate change. In the paper two years ago, Craig writes, XL Energy has proposed a 15% rate increase and also said it plans to pass on the 100s of millions of dollars in cost to add new auto charging stations to XL customers. Specifically, how will my energy costs go down under your plan? I just purchased a brand new 2023 gas-powered Hyundai Santa Fe for less than 30 grand. My understanding is that if forced to switch to an electric car, my costs will go up at least 2000 or almost double for an electric version. How is that saving me money? My wife and I built our home in 1997 and just replaced our furnace with a more efficient new gas furnace. How will Nita and I save on future energy costs if forced to replace a perfectly good furnace that will likely outlast my wife and I? We are age 67. It sounds like we would either be penalized for using gas heat or forced to buy an expensive new electric furnace or solar panels. <clears throat> Number three, the Justice 40 initiative should be a guide. We can also look to our Midwest neighbors for examples. Can you explain in plain language what your climate justice equity insider jargon means? I'm sure everyone inside your tent understands this, but I doubt the rest of us do. Number four. What and how we build have consequences. This is from the editorial the gals wrote. What and how we build will have consequences that last generations. Utilities and local and state leaders have an opportunity to center equity on our path to 100% clean energy. Please help me understand in plain language what this means for my two wonderful grandsons, age six and nine, when they enter the workforce in 12 to 15 years as young white males. Number five. Another effort to make capital flow faster and differently to those who have too long been denied access is underway in Minnesota. The Groundbreak Coalition, a group of over 40 corporate, civic, and philanthropic leaders, aims to close our state's longstanding racial wealth gaps by boosting homeownership, rental housing, commercial development, and BIPOC entrepreneurship first in the Twin Cities and then across the state, all with an emphasis on aligning capital with our climate goals. 
Well, again, insiders understand this statement. I don't. How is this not planned wealth transfer? Will it still be our goal to guarantee all Americans equal opportunity? Or is it now to guarantee equal outcomes related to individual talent and economic contributions? Lastly, Tanya, I'm fully aware that for the past five plus years, the climate uh, change strategy has been to do an end run around most Minnesotans. It's very smart to gather money interests like McKnight, XL Energy, advocacy groups like advocacy groups like the Sierra Club and a number of other insiders to lobby like-minded politicians like our DFL to commit billions of taxpayer money to your goals without winning the hearts and minds of doubters like myself. To move forward without measurable metrics that matter, as one of my experts recently observed, until China, India, and other less affluent countries with outsized populations can raise their standard of living to that of the average American, virtually nothing Western climate activists and policymakers do will result in actual measurable reductions in omissions and lower temperatures. I recently retired from 45 years in outside sales. Salespeople are taught that an objection, while possibly offensive, is really a request for more information, an opportunity to close the sale. Instead of doing an end, round, end run around me, see if you too can make the sale. Tanya, I'd very much appreciate hearing back when you have a chance. Thanks for your opinion, please. Uh, please do not use my last name. Uh-oh, I already did. Afraid of being canceled by my liberal friends. No, it was a Burt uh, Reynolds wrote yeah. this. Burt Reynolds he did? wrote this. Okay. From the grave. Yeah. What he a wonderful on the, exercise this fellow did. He bit on the hook. Yeah. When the rest of us who read this piece just wrote it off as absolute pure gibberish. Yeah, but he's not letting them get away with their gibberish. So which my is hat's why, off to yeah, him. Yeah, which is why I appreciate him. Um, and he, in this editorial, they mentioned something called, hold on, I actually looked it up, uh, something, oh, God, no, it's, I should have. Well, anyway, it has to do with racial equity and climate decision making. There, there's no relationship between the two. How do you think the people over on the north side, do you think they give one single damn about this? when bullets are flying into their house and exploding in their kids' heads. You think any of them give one S about this? No. They are fabricating this out of nothing. This is complete gibberish yep. and BS. Yeah, because they think they can invent a better world. Why don't they go about maybe curbing violence and crime in these areas that they're so concerned about? They don't care about violence and crime. They care about that something called that isn't violence and crime. That is uh, behavior driven by white patriarchy over the years. That's not violence and crime. That's a that's a fighting back. That's a that's an unloosening of the oppressive belts that you've been forced to wear. You're so not it's expected okay? to behave. It's so okay. it's okay. That's why it's the car's fault. Crazy. That's why it's the car's fault. I'm telling you, get your jewelry while you still can. I need a watch. Well, I got a place for it. I think you meant something else. I have my watch from RF Moeller Jeweler. I have two from RF Moeller Jeweler. I need one more because I figure I'll leave three behind. Do you wear both of them at the same time? Yeah. Otto Schmidt. Otto Schmidt. 
A Timex and a Seiko, right? I got a Timex and a Seiko, but not from RF Molar Jeweler. Family owned and operated since 1951. I think that means something. They've been around a long time, and you don't get to stay around a long time in that business. They come and go, not Molar. They've been there. They're tried and true. They're at 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul. They're on the third generation of family ownership. And, uh, they have a really new renovated showroom now at the Highland Park store at Ford and Cleveland. Great people, too. And I mean that. They've been there a long time. That's another thing you don't find. The people have been with Moeller a long time. Right. And uh, so you got birthdays coming up, anniversaries. Graduations. Engagements, weddings, anniversaries, mm-hmm. job promotions, you name it. There's jewelry to celebrate every milestone. Did you hear that, guys? We have job promotions to look forward to. That's right. Jewelry to celebrate every milestone. And if you want to get fancy and and design your own engagement ring, they can do that, too. With They have, you know what they have? Artisans. Artisans. In-house artisans to create the ring of your dreams. And a free lifetime warranty on everything is all-encompassing. It's rfmolar.com. It's RF Molar Jewelers in St. Paul. At Ford in Cleveland in Highland Park, brand new renovation there. You'll love it. And 50th in France in Edina. What I was looking for was the Justice 40 Initiative. The Justice 40 Initiative should be a guide, and we can also look to our Midwest neighbors, for example. And then she mentions Illinois. But these are the same people that say we won't be here in 2040. <clears throat> right. So what's the point? Did you notice one thing among I'm those? I'm really starting to wonder if it's worth giving up drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you notice the one thing with those three authors? They're all p- part of a foundation. Yep. We need a Garage Logic Foundation. Yep. That's so a great we... idea. I think the center of the American experiment comes closest to that. That's our foundation right there. Yeah. Uh, Creighton now two Maple Grove one. Oh, right. In that would the, be an unlikely Creighton victory. Yes, it would be. We're in the third. Kenny, I need something from you here, Rook. When we're done with news before we break, I need Minnesota Masonic from you. Minnesota Masonic. The Creighton Durham's are playing for that Scanlon kid. Maybe that can pull them through. Uh, we're going to John. Right? I want to do one more thing before John. Okay. Are you ready? I am. All right. Uh, Ken, you ready? Uh, yeah. All right. Rolling. Oh, yeah. I forgot to go over there to do this so I can hit that button. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Aim High Construction back with us on GL, ready to book your spring and summer construction projects. Chris Miller, the owner, not only a longtime GLer, uh, but also a veteran, and he, uh, him and his crews, boy, they just do dandy work on everything related to construction. I'm talking both residential and both residential and commercial. Uh, many of you GLers probably remember I had Chris and his crew do a bunch of projects on my place in South Minneapolis in preparation for the sale. And that work resulted in us making 
a hell of a lot more money uh, when we went to sell the house. They can do it all. Roofing, siding, interiors, decks, kitchens, bathrooms, basements. I don't care what a new countertop, concrete, yeah, garage shop. Yeah, whatever you need. They do amazing work. Get in touch with Chris, aimhighconstructionmn.com, uh, and do it as soon as you can to get the bid ball rolling and get your project on the schedule. They're very busy, but they always put GLers first. And when you go with Aim High Construction, remember, you're going with the very best. So if there's a little wait, it's worth it. Again, get in touch to, uh, with Chris today, aimhighconstructionmn.com. A Cretan goalie is standing on his head. Hey, John, during Two to one news, Cretans. good luck with uh, any participation from Rook and uh, good hockey yeah, stuff going on. I have your answers, yeah. by the way, Joe. On what? Your oh, yeah. Well, uh, these are the most stolen cars Let in 50 states. Let me call that back up. All I've right. got all 50 states. I won't bore you with the details, but I will tell you that. Uh, you weren't ready, were you? I was ready. It's right here. Going through the entire list states. Yep. <laughs> the highest I found was Colorado at number five, and that was a Hyundai. What does that mean at number five? Uh, on the top 10 for stolen from their state. So they have the top 10 vehicles stolen in the from state, the state of, Colorado. of Colorado. Yeah, so we're going to do each and state. And the highest rated was um, <laughs> number five in Colorado. U.S. Is a Hyundai or a Kia? It was a Hyundai. Hyundai. Coming in. Then at number New five. Mexico at number four. Yep. Was a Hyundai Sonata. Right. Everything else, all the other ones were lower. Then you go to Puerto Rico. Right. Number one stolen car, Rental. Kia Sportage. Yep. Number three, uh, uh, Hyundai Tucson. Number four, Kia. Number six, a Hyundai. Seven, eight, and ten were Kias. Okay, then Puerto Rico's got a problem. No, Wisconsin does. Because one through seven were all Hyundais or Kias. Really? One through seven. That's not true of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota was, let me pull them up real quick. Uh, here they are. Okay, Minnesota. Real quick. Yep, super quick. Um, Honda Civic, Honda CRV, Chevy pickup full size, Honda Accord, Ford pickup full size, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Toyota Camry, Chevy Impala, Toyota Corolla, and number 10 was a Chevy Malibu. So in Minnesota, Hyundai or Kia doesn't make the top 10. It doesn't, and I, I don't I don't know what year this is, yeah. but these lists mm. as late as 73. No, they, they oh, list God. as late as 2021. Okay. So it's a relatively recent list. Here is John Height in his newsroom. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I did find uh, that uh, I thought that was very weird in that editorial you read, too, that they, they gave us stats, but they didn't back them up. Right. So I did find the information on that. Not that it makes what they said uh, any more correct, because uh, I'm with you on the whole thing. But uh, the U.S. Energy Information Administration says Minnesota has 29% renewable energy as of 2021. Really? So that's that's where they got that number. And the other that's number... Not a third. Uh, well, it's mm, within well, it's close. damn close, damn close. Yeah. yeah, and it's two years ago. So yeah. uh, the rest is all coal-fired, nuclear, and natural gas. Right. So that's right. where that. I don't know why. You know, if you're going to put that in your editorial, uh, yeah. tell us why and how right. you got that. But anyway, uh, in the news, St. Paul city leaders have announced new parking restrictions as another round of snowfall heads our way. Well, actually, a couple of rounds of snowfall still heading our way. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter and city leaders announced a parking ban on the even-numbered side of residential streets. It'll go into effect tomorrow at 8 in the morning. will be in effect until April 15th, unless the city announces an earlier end date. Why uh, we wasn't were... this done two months ago? Yeah. What? It's melting now! It'll melt. 
It'll melt. I got my T-shirt. We've already received lots of snow. More is coming. Winter weather advisory scheduled to go into effect today for several Minnesota counties. St. Paul Public's Work Director Sean Kershaw says, we know that on-street parking is critical to a lot of residents. and We've done everything we can to keep streets as wide as possible this winter. Right now, we can't get our larger plow trucks down some residential streets. The parking ban enables our crews to be more responsive with whatever winter weather comes in the remaining season. The city will ticket and tow vehicles that are in violation of the one-sided restrictions. The city does have a parking map online to help residents know which streets have parking restrictions to avoid a potential ticket or tow. If, if you don't know, if you live on the even or odd side of the map. <laughs> Sean Kershaw has emailed me a few times. We're trying to get together. And I, I, I'm of the opinion that in, in a town like St. Paul in this snow belt, he should be the most important guy in town. And I continue to take my hat off to him. He does. He doesn't hide. He's got thick skin. I he's mean, he's there. into the equity BS and all this other stuff. He had to, to get hired, but he, he's he takes his medicine. He's damn near a regular with Vanita. Well, but she's but, not giving him a lot of grief. Got the direct no. line. Yeah. Got the direct the soccer line. But he, uh, to his credit, he's stepping forward. <laughs> he should be the most important. The public works director in any town in America north of the Mason-Dixon line should be the most important guy in town. Well, look at what you had to go through to try to get to the superintendent. You can't you reach can't. him. This guy. No, this guy is I calling am. me. What can I? What, yeah. what do you want? Speaking yeah. of the public works director, John, do you have the story about the impending strike? That's all we need. I do not have that. I did see it, but I don't have it. Public works want us to go on strike in St. Paul. Why? St. Paul. not getting paid enough? Yeah. Streets aren't wide enough. Oh. Three correctional staff are recovering from injuries after they were attacked at the prison located in Oak Park Heights on Tuesday. According to a Department of Corrections spokesperson, two male prisoners assaulted a corrections sergeant and two corrections officers at 524 p.m. One of the three injured staff was more seriously hurt, taken to Regions Hospital by ambulance. That person treated and eventually released. Two other injured staff were taken to Lakeview Hospital. They were released after an evaluation. The DOC did not elaborate on the type of injuries that the staff members had or any specifics about the staff. Uh, In a separate incident uh, that occurred late Monday morning at the prison in Stillwater, a fight broke out among multiple prisoners. DOC noted three officers who intervened were assaulted in that case. The three officers transported to a nearby hospital for evaluation and released. Investigation into both incidents still continuing. Um, my friend Matt is a member of the Garage Logic Town Council, mm-hmm. and he unearthed the uh, congla- congratulatory video of the International Women of Courage Award that was handed out yesterday. Oh yeah, the World Man one. Um, have you heard the the no, award? No. Um, would you like thirty seconds sure. of said yeah. award? Sure. <clears throat> In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. Um, Thank you very much. When you... When you see her... When you see her accepting award, you, uh, you get the full frontal and... Yeah. It looks like someone slapped a wig on Keith Millard. Really? Hey, no. It's Ooh, yikes. Royce's line, best line ever. It's yeah. an imperfect, imperfect science. science. <laughs> perfect science. <laughs> 
Star Tribune reporting a man was killed in his home in Grand Marais, Minnesota. A suspect has been arrested. A statement from the Cook County Sheriff's Office said deputies were told of someone dying after an altercation. They got to the home shortly after 4.45 in the afternoon on Wednesday. They located a 78-year-old man with what they called multiple areas of trauma to the head. Sheriff Pat Eliason identified the victim as Lawrence Scully. In 2014, Scully came up short in a bid for mayor of Grand Marais. The 28-year-old man who was known to the victim reported the altercation to the sheriff's office, was arrested, and remains jailed as of this morning. Officials have yet to explain any of the circumstances behind the killing, but the sheriff did tell the Star Tribune the two men had experienced conflict in the past where an order for protection was applied for. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is helping the sheriff's office with the homicide investigation. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell hospitalized after tripping at a local hotel, according to a spokesperson. Was he hammered on acid? He was tripping? (laughs) He fell, Uh, Kenny. The the Kentucky senator is 81, of course. He was attending a private dinner in Washington on Wednesday. He was admitted to a hospital for treatment, according to spokesman Doug Andres. The dinner was at the Waldorf uh, Waldorf Astoria in Washington, D.C. McConnell's office did not provide additional detail on his condition or how long he may be absent from the Senate. Uh, Back in 2019, you might remember this, he tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky and suffered a fractured shoulder. That time he underwent surgery to repair the fracture in the shoulder. The Senate had just started a summer recess and he worked from home for some weeks as the shoulder healed. No word, Johnny, on uh, if he split those big, luscious lips he has. Huh? Yeah. Those are okay. Well, yeah. well, what is he yeah. about? He's about 110, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm 81. I'm 81. He's at the age where one wrong step could kill him. Maybe he should retire, huh? Get uh, somebody in there who's using their full brain. I'm about 81 years old. Uh, uh-huh. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says a proposed law that would require bloggers writing about him to register with the state is not something that he has ever supported. He said of the bill during a press conference, that's not anything I've ever supported. I don't support it. I've been very clear about what we're doing. He said the Florida legislation, 120 of them in the House and however many of the 40 in the Senate, they have independent agency to be able to do things. DeSantis added, like, I don't control every single bill that has been filed or amendment. So just as we go through this session, please understand that. He was referring to a bill, uh, you talked about it earlier this week, a GOP lawmaker Jason Brodeur had brought the bill in. If passed, it would require any blogger who writes about DeSantis and has paid for their work to register with the state and file monthly reports. It would also apply to bloggers who write about Florida's lieutenant governor, a cabinet officer, or any member of the legislature. The bill has received rebukes from civil rights organizations like representatives of the ACLU, also other members of the Republican Party and Democratic Party have spoken out against it. The proposed legislation has not been put to a vote. Spokesman for DeSantis told Insider on Friday that the governor's communications office is reviewing the bill. I had two Brandy Alexander. <laughs> Well, that was after dinner. Before dinner, I had three Manhattans. And then I had wine. And then I had an ice cream cake. Then I was put to bed. When I Joe- left the table, I felt the whirlies. I got the whirlies. The whirlies. The whirlies. I got the whirlies. I grabbed for something that wasn't there. I grabbed for a chair. A railing. A railing. Hey, damn thing I could find. And I, I, I just, I, what I did is I flurried about in thin air. There was nothing there. And then I went down 
And uh, you were away from the group, Senator. Hurt like that son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get up. Uh, one of the things you have to do as an old person is you have to learn how to get up off the floor without any aid. Uh, I've been able to do it, but not after two brandy Alexanders. <laughs> yes, but Senator, three Manhattans the, and wine. The key question and here. And an ice cream drink. The key question here is. When you fell, did the Brandy p- Alexander an ice cream drink? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it uh, has uh, some ice cream. And I had some other kind of ice cream. Grasshopper? Yeah, Maybe grasshopper. Grasshopper. Green. Now, the important thing, question here yes. now is yes. when you fell, did people around you laugh or did they come to your aid? Well, I did one of those things that you do. I, I looked at the floors or it's the floor's fault. Uh, uh, <laughs> who you, put this damn rug here? Who, who put the floor here? <laughs> when, I, when I came in, there was no floor. Oh, <laughs> Senator, you should take some time off, like maybe 10 years. Well, I've got you all fooled. I've been off for about 10 years. <laughs> he's, he's AI. He's artificial intelligence. That's right. <laughs> I hope I heal up this time. You know, you're my age. You break a hip. Uh, you got a lot of problems. Yeah, but I, you have a fella up your way, uh, Shid Hartman. He no longer wears, but he broke a hip. And uh, I guess he was a terror uh, with, with a walker. He, he'd storm up and down with that walker. And he, if and he, he was got, going somewhere, you got in his way. He's running over you. He's got things done. And I, I still think I can, too. No, you just better rest, Senator. Thank you, Senator. You Russia launched a massive barrage of missiles and drones that hit residential buildings and critical infrastructure across Ukraine this Thursday, killing six people, leaving hundreds of thousands without heat and electricity. Largest such attack in three weeks also put Europe's largest nuclear plant at risk by knocking it off the power grid for hours before it was reconnected. That's a bad thing because nuclear plants need constant power to run cooling systems and avoiding a meltdown. Meanwhile, Ukraine is denying any involvement in the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines following a media report citing new intelligence that a pro-Ukrainian group may have been behind last year's attack targeting Russia's gas deliveries to Europe. The dismissal by a senior Ukrainian official on Tuesday came in response to a report by the New York Times, which cited new intelligence that had been reviewed by United States officials. A Marine sergeant who was nearly killed in the deadly terrorist attack during the chaotic 2021 withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan gave powerful emotional testimony to the House Foreign Affairs Committee on Wednesday. The Republicans kicked off their first hearing on the subject since winning back the majority. He was Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. He said, I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. 13 U.S. service members were killed in the blast, which also claimed the lives of 170 Afghan civilians. Several committees, including the House Armed Services and Oversight Panels, are investigating the Biden administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Wall Street Journal last week reported on an independent watchdog group's report on the withdrawal. In that report, the inspector general laid blame on all the U.S. administrations going back to George W. Bush's citing as a pivotal turning point the 2020 Doha Agreement when the Trump administration pledged to withdraw American troops and contractors from the country by a certain date in exchange for guarantees from the Taliban. John, is this the same individual who, um, I saw the video of this yesterday, is this the same guy that uh, basically had the suicide bomber and he was ready to pull the trigger and he was basically told to stand down? That I do not know, to be truthful, Chris. Okay, because I, th- I think this might have been the same guy. And if that's the case, sh- shame on all of these people. 
My goodness, he could have saved how many lives? So, what, was, like a commander told him to stand down. I, I believe so. He was told wow. to stand down. Yikes! Yeah, hmm. I'll see if I can find the video. After five decades in business, an east uh, east side St. Paul landmark is closing. I am not familiar. I'll bet Rook is Angelo's Pizza on White Bear Avenue. I, sure, I, I know am. of it. Yes. I am. You're familiar, Joe? It's just like in a yeah. strip mall. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for half a century. 50 years, yeah. It'll serve up its last slice of pizza at the end of the month. Uh, the owner is Matt Mike. He says revenue is down, so he had to make the difficult decision to close the restaurant. He said, I'm ready. I've been doing this since I was in high school, and I've loved it, but you have to look at it from a financial side. After announcing the closing on Facebook, countless longtime customers are coming back for one more slice. Mike said uh, he's getting people coming in from everywhere, Woodbury, Hugo, some from Hudson, Wisconsin, some from Isanti County, and he says he's really appreciative of that. Angelo's Pizza will close on Friday, March 31st. You know, I saw this on TV as well, the TV television news, and mm -hmm. the other, uh, I don't remember, a year ago or so, somebody came through the roof and stole his safe, uh, two days' worth of deposits. Um, wow. And, you know... I, me, I'm thinking right away, that's going to be an inside job. Who knows where you're keeping all your stuff? But uh, the poor guy ran into some trouble. It seems like a great guy, and it's too bad because uh, Angelo's is like a community. But it was for Maple Grove safe and locked. They never got it opened. They never they no. never would have got that no. sucker opened. No. Locked in, baby. I don't mind tell you, telling you that Creighton Durham Hall and Maple Grove are playing fire barn hockey. Yeah, they are. I've never. This is amazing. Well, it was one to one four minutes into they, the game. These people are flying, yeah. and they have not stopped. That's how the uh, Alexandria Monomedi game was yesterday. Really impressed with the rate and the wow. speed that they were playing. Are these guys well, flying? Well, Maple Grove defending champs, and I'm yes. sure they probably thought we're going to right through these fish eaters. Johnny, the, the video I was referring to is U.S. Marine Corps Sniper Sergeant Tyler Vargas Dash Andrews. That's him, yes. That's okay. the same, same fella. Yep. It's two, basically two minutes, but here's his quote that I thought was quite shocking. Quote, plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. This is him telling Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed 13 service members. Wowzers. Wow. Hmm. I would uh, think that officer may have some issues at this point. They told so. him to stand down. Yeah. Joe, I'm almost done with targeted. Speaking of snipers, the new Bob yeah. Lee Swagger book. Do you like good. it? Yeah, Fine. I still, I still Fine. have, I still have the, I haven't gotten to, you know, yeah. where, where yeah. the actual end is, but I've yeah. I got about 50 pages left. Yeah. Does he write gratifying endings like Vince used to? Yes. Yeah. That's you what, know. that's what a guy needs. In fact, he wrote an ending to this book that. Uh, don't don't tell me. me. Don't ruin it. <laughs> well, it leads me to believe that uh, a character we meet will reappear in the hmm. next book. Okay. So. John, why don't you save this one for me? Next time I'm down, I'll pick it up. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Well, if you want to read that, Kenny, start start with uh, the first one. Yeah. All of his books are wonderful, Kenny. Yeah. The Stephen Hunter books. Uh, okay. All right. I can loan you two that I have in my collection, Waterline, and I ain't got time That's to That's not Steve right. Hunter. No, I, I don't. Would. If he's looking for something to read, I can. Uh, Matthew, certainly... don't lend me anything. You could borrow, borrow, oh, to, yes, borrow it to me. Although Adam I ain't boy. got time to bleed, I believe his dog folded on page 12, right? <laughs> uh, eight, uh, chapter 8. Chapter. No, oh, 8 pages. Speaking of that, Joe. Hello. Joe. 
Joe, yeah, gotta... Creighton's going down the wrong road here. <laughs> they're they're trying to preserve this one goal victory, and Maple Grove's too good. Creighton must keep up the attack like they were doing. Anyway, yeah. okay, thanks, shock. Coach. Did you <laughs> read the email from Joe, who recommends that we have Patrick record our Animal House yes. America yes. speech? Probably, yeah. I'm proud to let the United States. I think we just well, should have Matthew do yeah, it. Yeah, Matt as Pat should do it. Well, yeah. he's one of the one guy. Of the, guy. <laughs> the city prosecutor. One of the, one of the players on our team. City so prosecutor. The city prosecutor in Newport News, Virginia, exactly. says he would not seek charges against that six-year-old boy who shot his elementary school teacher in January, but hasn't decided yet whether any adults associated with the case could be held criminally uh, criminally liable. How, how could they not? I'll yeah. give that one to Mary more reality. No. Uh, you're not going to try well, a six-year-old. Well, not adult, the six-year-old, you know? but the parents. Right. Right. Whoever right. owns the fire. Right. right. In an interview, Newport News Commonwealth's attorney Howard Gwynn said the prospect that a six-year-old can stand trial is problematic, given that a child that young wouldn't have the competency to understand the legal system and what a charge means or adequately assist an attorney. It's not unheard of for an adolescent of that age to be arrested in general. Theoretically, the six-year-old could be criminally charged under Virginia law. But Gwynn said that he does not believe there's legal basis to charge a child. According to a lawyer for Abigail Zwerner, a first grade teacher, the boy had behavioral issues and a pattern, no. pattern of troubling interactions with school staff and other students. A notice of intent to sue said the boy had been given a one day suspension for breaking the teacher's cell phone, returned the next day with a nine millimeter handgun that he used to shoot the teacher. Diane Toscano, Zwerner's lawyer, said at a news conference in January, three teachers went to the school administration about the boy's behavior and that he was believed to have had a gun on campus. Nothing was done about it by the administration. Zerner, by the way, did recover. She's 25 years old, was seriously wounded in the hand and chest, but police say she managed to safely escort the students out of the classroom. She spent two weeks in the hospital. So if we decide not to press charges or whatever, this six-year-old obviously has zero future. How long until uh, yes. this child? <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. Okay, I'm Holy shit. Creighton's going to beat Maple Grove three to one. Just, just caught an empty netter. Forget it. I'm just going to move on. Now, what do I do if Creighton plays Hill in the final? <laughs> you got to root for your alma mater. How about like you I do was. a radio show, pal? Ah, the hell with it. Boy, it's a good thing I'm so easygoing and have a yeah. good demeanor. John, thank isn't? you. Thank well, I'm you. done. Now I'm done. I see. He's in the middle of a. Still got a lot oh, of I'm news. Sorry. Left I'm here. sure. I, I don't know. But... How'd that work out? I might have oh. to write a column today. Yeah, you might. Joe, we're going to talk after this. Where, where the where the hell did he go? He's You're right going to call me um, at some point no, today. No, I got to write. No, you are going to call me or I'm driving down there. Yeah. He's having oh. a 2 o'clock meeting with you. We yeah. need to talk. Yeah. Here's Kenny at Joe's door. I'm not yeah. home. Coming Where's in. It? You got to bring dinner, though. Dave's not here. <laughs> you got to bring dinner. Should I read more news or should I yes. stop now, Joe? Yes. You tell me. You can conclude your, right now. It's your show, as they say. No, you Joe. go ahead. Okay. You want something normally serious or you want something? I don't think it's so going to matter. Yeah, I don't think it is either. No, the game's over here in 40 seconds. Yeah. Are you watching well, too, Kenny? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm not. Never mind. How about, uh, yeah, I'll read a not-so-serious one since, you know, everybody's attention. Yeah, once in my life, left. I pay attention to a score, and he's all upset. <laughs> During your show. Oh, what? 
But but remember, the rule has always been the exclusion is uh, the major golf tournament or the uh, state high school game. hockey yes. tournament. Uh, yeah. Joe, you'll hate to hear this. You got other guys will too because you like it, but I told my kid I failed him as a father because he's watching golf. So anyway. He wants to play this summer and he's oh, never good he's, for him. he's never played, so yeah. it should be oh, interesting. That'll well, be don't an give him exercise. any tips, Johnny. Let him just learn I don't, himself. I don't have any tips. I played one summer of golf. That was it. When I was about, about his age, so maybe he'll well, play one year. Let him, let him it. give it a try. It's I love playing, but I'm so horse crap. It's well, you, not fun. you tend to hit things that propel the ball I am backwards. there for the entertainment. <laughs> right. I'm there to entertain the foursome. <laughs> right. Uh, police in Hanover, Ontario have ended their investigation into a man who tried to give a young person a box of chocolates after determining uh, the man wasn't trying anything nefarious. He was just taking part in random acts of kindness day. Yeah, you can't sure. get away with that anymore. The media release issued last week, Hanover police said they were investigating a, quote, suspicious older male who reportedly pulled over and approached a youth walking home from school. No, that, that this is justified for being creepy. Sorry. Well, it's 2020. If you, if you reply with strangers have the best candy, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> At the time, police said the man offered the boy a box of pot of gold chocolates. Here you go. When the student declined, the man insisted, saying the boy could give them to his mom. Well, in the news release issued by police, they said they'd found the man, determined his intentions were genuine and pure. The male was motivated by random acts of kindness day, handed out chocolates to people of varying ages all day long for those reasons. Police continue to investigate, though, a separate incident in Hanover on Thursday where an older man was seen taking pictures of children playing in the backyard of a home. Ew. Police no. said that man... Had gray hair and gray facial hair. He was driving a black Volkswagen SUV, believed to be a Tiguan. I thought for sure that pot of gold chocolates was something grandma buys on a fixed income, but I looked it up, and it actually looks kind of classy. Ooh, expensive, huh? Um, there's a guy at the one of the racetracks I go to that drives around on one of these mobility scooters with a bag full of candy Ooh. trying to give them to kids. Oh. And let me tell you something. Uh, it's just, it's just not right. Just, it's just creepy. How dare you attempt to be kind? Well, it wasn't that exactly. <laughs> that was the rejected children's book title. Strangers What's that? have the best candy. Yeah, strangers <laughs> have the best candy. <laughs> Daddy drinks because you cry. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, thank you very much, John. We'll You're welcome. Shortly. I'm watching baseball. <laughs> I'm watching racing. <laughs> Actually, I want to hear Rookie tell me about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Well, if you want videos. me to do that, what I can just tell you right now, I'll give you their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. And I really want to stress so much that there's so much going on right now. And they, they really, you know, for this year, the scholarship uh, closed out the scholarship. So start thinking ahead for next year. Think ahead for next year if you want to nominate someone that's gone above and beyond. But right now, just thinking about what they do with everything. They are compassionate. They're committed. They're capable. You know, today, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the most influential grant makers in Minnesota and an essential service provider that positively impacts outcomes in education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, community service, and the preservation of Masonic history. That's why they want you to visit their website. They want you to learn about what a great operation there. You know, they're pretty humble. 
But they've realized that if they don't get the word out on places like Garage Logic and elsewhere, people won't be able to realize the good work that they do. That's why the secret is out. MNMasonicCharities.org. Go to their website, poke around, and see the various and so many ways how they help people who need a little bit of help. And you know what? They help them for free. It's a great way to uh, get involved, whether you want to volunteer, whether you just want to support, whatever the case may be. Call if you have questions, 952-948-6200. Find out how you can get involved, 952-948-6200, or go online to mnmasoniccharities.org and let you know let them know that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Uh, Cretan was unrated. Maple Grove was about two or three in the state. Yeah, they were. So who do we know who their opponent will be in the next round? No, they'll play the winner of the next game. All right. They are. Which would be, you got it in front of you? Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't that the Edina game? Yes, I do believe it is Edina. I'm going to talk to <clears throat> Bill Murray tonight, right? Six. Matt, do you still have that speech from Animal House? Uh, no, I just went and found it online. I can retrieve it, though. That would be so good. Actually, you know, it would be really good. Do one in each of the voices you do. So we had it on rotate. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Edina Moorhead, next game. Edina Moorhead. So Cretan will play Edina. <sighs> yep. And if your hills win... The Hills play Minnetonka, and then Andover plays Lakeville South. Lakeville South. I had my CDHers in my own family poll going all the way, just because I thought they'd be motivated. They're playing with some uh, some fire. Yeah. I'm ready. They, they all are, though. Yeah, they are. Maple Grove was flying. That game last night was... Uh, the Orono game went into overtime. Orono Northfield. I couldn't really see it because I was babysitting. Oh. I had the wild game on, but I couldn't figure out their TV to oh. get to. You had to go to Prime oh Channel 12, not God. 45. Did no, you see Kaprizov get squashed? Oh, yeah. I'm worried about that. Wow. But they're calling it upper body injury. I thought it was his ankle. Or his groin. Yeah. The way his legs were doing the split. That guy came all the way off the ice and pounced on him. It looked like a wrestling. I missed it, so I was watching the other Bachelor. Is this it for ads? We done? <laughs> no, Survivor. Guys. No, I still need one from Kenny. Okay, let's go. Let's get this going. Here's Kenny's ad. Here we go. Kenny, I, I got to get done my governs. Maple Grove, please. Is uh, that where right? the action is? I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling. I got to write. God bless it. You got plenty. No, you're right. I'm waiting. We don't. I don't have a board. Oh shoot! I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, he's worried about the fish eaters in the hockey tournament. Here's <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> March Madness still going on at Maple Grove the Lock and Save. <laughs> four hundred dollars. You can save up to four hundred dollars through the fourteenth. I think we've determined that's uh, next Tuesday. Let's go. 
Uh, and it's on Select Liberty Saves, uh, Centurion 24s, the USA series, the Colonial series, uh, the Fat Boy. I love the Fat Boy. That's a level five security rating, 110-minute fire rating. And, of course, the big one, the Lincoln series, level seven security rating, two-hour fire protection rate, all of them on sale. Save up to $400 on the this massive sale, the March Madness sale through the 14th. The best safe money can buy. Never mind anything else. Seriously, it's the best. Transferable lifetime warranties made by Americans right here in America. Uh, and professional delivery. Rich is going to give you that. He's the owner of Maple Grove Log and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And pretty fantastic website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Mickey Frost is joining us tomorrow. Mickey is with a group called 8218 at the Truth Center in St. Paul. And I believe we find in Mickey an ally to our way of thinking that the likes of Mary Moriality aren't doing anybody any Any, favors by treating them less than. I think the black community will arrive at that conclusion when they see the horrible effects of her policies. But Mickey Frost joining us tomorrow. And we got a Billy Stein wants to give a shout out to some old guys. Kelly Maxner. Uh, is part of the group. Uh, there's a group of old guys taking snowmobiles. I think this was covered on the Krabby yeah. Coffee Shop. Three old guys went off on a 4,000-mile snowmobile journey from northern Minnesota to Alaska. Wow. Uh, Paul Dick, Rob Hellstrom, and Rex Hibbert. What is... Uh... Oh, this... Oh, Stein introduced me to something else. The Iditarod is also underway. Right. And there's a guy in it named Kelly Maxner, uh, one of the most unique individuals Stein ever met. He was born in North Dakota. He played college football for Montana, is a triathlete, boxer, and a pediatric dentist from Wasilla, Alaska. He and his wife, Margaret, and their five kids live off the grid in Big Lake, Arkansas. Mm. And uh, Billy knows him from uh, meeting him down in Haiti, where they were both doing charitable work he truly lives the gl lifestyle according to bill but also underway are the three old guys on their snowmobile journey and kenny uh the equipment alone is so advanced that they should make it huh i certainly hope so they obviously getting help from Articat, and i was wondering and as, a, as an aside and maybe there's a gl or listening up there that knows one of the guys last names is hibbert right mm-hmm. correct h-i-b-b-e-r-t and I'm wondering if he's part of the famous Arctic Cat Hibbert family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, support from a lot of different areas. They're pulling big, long sleighs with equipment. They've got eight gas cans on there. Uh, they left on Monday morning. They're already into Canada. Um, riders have been uh, jumping along and joining them for a few miles. Riders have been meeting them at gas stations because you can track them, um, paying for their gas, paying for their lunch. And these guys are going to get way out in the bush in Canada and the Yukon and the Arctic Circle before they circle back down to Fairbanks. Uh, and they're going to be spending some nights in tents. That's how far they're getting far, far away from roads. They don't have a chase vehicle. Uh, they do have satellite equipment. So if there is a problem, um, they can call for help. But it's pretty cool. And these guys have been doing long-distance rides for quite a long time. And they've been riding since, obviously, the 60s. So they they know what they're doing. 
and they have all the gear, all the equipment, and a lot of support help. And it's just been fascinating to watch on Facebook. Is this for their amusement? Or yeah. Is, yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, yep. congratulations to them. Think how far away That's they cool. are from the crap we got to talk that about. That is cool. This, yeah. you know, we um, also on the Krabby Show talked to uh, Bridget McCutcheon, who's riding her oh, motorcycle yeah. around the world. Yeah. And that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. But this snowmobile ride, boy, that's, I've done a few backpack trips, and this sounds like a lot of fun and really interesting. Are they on unmarked? Is it an unmarked route? They're on trails so far, but they are going to end up breaking trail and following trapper trails. And I think they know of a few trapper cabins where they might be able to spend the night uh, in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, But I'm a little worried if they have to break trail and it's deep fluff. They might be in trouble. The one thing they have going for them is late in the season, uh, the snow kind of gets compacted and you get a nice hard base. And I hope that holds true for them. They're in areas where there are several hundred miles between towns. Right. Yep. They are on their own. Yeah, and you know, in the Yukon, it's it's normal to get sixty below, and up in the Arctic Circle, it's that's some serious weather. So yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, just a lark. It's it, and they've been preparing for over a year. And I but think it's on, unreasonable to call sixty-six and seventy-two-year-old guys old. Oh, everybody's <laughs> making a deal about that. But they're if you go if you look for them on Facebook, it's three old guys ride to Alaska. Yeah. So they're calling themselves that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that makes no. it for a better story, though. It does. That but, was forty-year-old guys. But, big deal. No, there was a time when a seventy-two-year-old guy wouldn't have attempted this, but today, a fit seventy-two-year-old guy, this will be normal for him to do it right and this kind of thing has been going on since snowmobiles were invented i mean we were there was guys from minnesota riding to alaska in the 60s when you know that was carbureted junk absolute garbage well snowmobiles have always been able to accomplish something that i've i've worried that jet skis you know these personal watercraft can't accomplish what what do you mean snowmobiles can do something they can go somewhere right yes jet skis just make noise yeah you know they're just fun and i can't believe the euphorians haven't cracked down on them yet well they're trying yeah Uh, jay coles and i wanted to take a a pair of those down the mississippi all the way to uh the gulf of mexico but we got shut down at every turn i mean on a snowmobile you can go someplace and rescue somebody yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're used for rescue machines. Yeah. Um, the only thing that does worry me is these snowmobiles now are very, very complicated. And like anything you buy that's motorized these days, you've got to remove 15 parts before you can even do something as, yeah. as simple as changing a spark plug. They bring a few cans of sea foam, maybe? I hope they brought yeah. sea foam and a lot of uh, tools and some and some manuals. Only because they come to us all the way from... Crystal, Minnesota, where the traveling oh. linemen have put in because Tom lost his brother. It's the, uh, on this date in 1848. Uh, March 9th is today. School date. teacher Harriet E. Bishop formed Minnesota's first temperance society. Temperance mm. societies opposed drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Mm. On, this day, on this day in 1858. 3 9. 
the legislature approved an amendment to the Minnesota Constitution that legalized the loan of the state's credit in an issue of bonds up to but not exceeding five million dollars. Hell, we lose that in a week just in the food fraud, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the idea of exchanging state bonds for railroad company bonds and thus stimulating the building of railroads and their subsequent benefits to land sales and state economy. The $5 million loan would continue to be an issue in Minnesota politics for many years, even after the railroad bonds are substantially redeemed in 1881. And on this day in 1874, what do you got, boy? Cook County was formed commemorating Civil War hero Major Michael Cook from Faribault. Hmm. And that's it, GLers. Thank you. Well, that's pretty, uh, that was an interesting day. In history, I think so. What is the date again? February or March? Today's March 9th. Wow. And remind you that prohibition was invented and created right here in Minnesota. Yeah. Is that a feather in our cap or is that a nail in our coffin? The state where nothing is allowed. Three, two beer hung around way too long. Unless you want your six year old to be gender change. Sorry. Then you're good to go. Right. Green light on that. Come on down. We got you. We got you covered. And fact, according to Mary Moriality. Well, I was talking about covered on podcasts, podmn.com on your smartphone, garagelogic.com to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Many different benefits. Let your friends and family members know. Signing up on Garage Logic Town Council, you'll get some pretty good inside information during breaks, pre show, post show, etc. Flip over to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic on the Garage Logic YouTube page. You're pretty much set to go. Oh, yeah. Go to the online store and buy some cha. How much longer do you got here? I'm good. Bye. That, you helped do the thing. Yeah. Where are you going? It's 125. I just have to work. You have plenty of time. No, Get I your don't. fat little fingers tight. I'm away. sure I have to be on uh, hospital duty. What's he up? Oh. All right. Let's wait on that. Yeah. I'll get in there that editorial and how the uh, emailer countered it, and uh, we're still worried about cars being blamed. Yeah, we got uh, murders in Maryland will no longer be a felony. And, uh, the woman of the year is a man. So, lots of stuff there. Could you stick around and repeat some of that for me? Because <laughs> I got it. Bye, fellas. See you, Joe. Hey, see you, Joe. I'll see you. Where? I don't know. At the co-op. At the co-op. At the co-op. Are you a member? Of what? <laughs> I have to go and get Bob two 12-packs of Dr. Pepper. Oh, boy. Yeah. That a lot of sugar in that. Well, you know what? It's uh, His theory is I'm 86 years old. I'm going to be 87 in October. Let me enjoy what I want. Yeah, I can see that. I still say you gotta be careful, Dad. I uh, sent you guys a Mickey Frost editorial that he wrote last month for the Pioneer I Press. I did just see that. Just so you guys have a will copy. Will I be able to click on it and read it? Should be able to. John, will you send me news stories, please? I just did, Chris. Thank you, John. You're welcome, Chris. Uh, what What's the Maryland 25 year? Help me with the. What was the. Um, was it a law or a, a bill? 
Uh, it's a bill that would uh, you couldn't be charged with a felony if it were part of another crime or something. Okay. I'd okay. have to look that's, again. No, that's all right. That's that's good enough. You couldn't be charged yeah, with felony murder if it were part of another. Maryland wants to. With a felony, right? Felony. Yeah, it's not for any murder, though. It's for certain whatever. I don't know. I'm just going to say a new bill to make a legal age to be charged with a felony at 25 years old. That's what I'm going to say. Do you still shop on eBay, John? I do, yes. I just bought something on Monday. It's already been delivered. And uh, I was worried because I haven't bought anything on eBay in 20 years. You can buy stuff. And I don't remember if this was the case before, but you can buy stuff as a guest. I don't even need an account. Oh, I did not know that. I always use my account. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty happy about that. And uh, just took it right out of my credit card. Wow. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I buy lots of books and records and that oh, kind of you? stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And sell. <laughs> Russia's house sold for 155 million bucks. Wow. What do you buy it for? Why is real estate a great investment? Mr. Limbaugh uh, purchased the property for $3.9 million in 98. Yeah, but he didn't make a lot of money off of it. I'm telling no, you, Catherine Adams what, Limbaugh did. What, what have I been telling you for years? Buy an empty lake lot. Just buy it. And you don't even have to go there. Just buy it. I had one. I spent I too much in tuition. sold it. I wish I'd have done a lot of stuff when I was younger, Kitty. You did. You've been telling me that for 10 stop, years, Kitty. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> it's just alarming how fast it's gone up in the last 10 years. What you used to pay 40000 for, now you're paying two fifty. Empty lot. Yeah, Kenny's like, come and buy my empty lot. <laughs> oh, no. I'm. If I had a lake lot, I would have sold it years ago. You know how I am. Yeah. Um, I was thinking if in my 20s I had saved money instead of spending it all. I probably Save could, $100 I every could, paycheck. I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about Russia's place is when Vince texted me, Flynn, I'm sitting in the basement of Russia's house right now in Palm Beach doing blah, 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 whatever. I don't know if he, if he was going to go on the show or what the deal was. But uh, he said it was a nice digs. I bet. Shit, they're both gone, damn it. I mean, I'm not really concerned about Rush. But... Yeah, I was, was going to yeah, say, I, 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 I don't like that Vince is gone. Rush, eh, right. don't care. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, you're messing with karma now, fellas. Yeah. Karma de Jarma. All right, it's Thursday night. Go back to the airport. You don't do uh you don't do a Wooderson, do you? Have you ever seen Dazed and Confused, Matthew? 
Uh, I don't think I have. What? Oh, Rook. It's tough getting the wife to sit down and watch Do it. Do yourself a favor. Well, sit down by yourself and watch it. Who does I don't that? know. What year did you graduate? 87. Yeah, it might not mean the same to him. D-A-Z-E-D and confused. Well, my kid loves it, and, you know, he graduated in 20-whatever. But does he love it for a different reason than we do? Well, he did. We like it because we lived it. Well, he says they did a lot of the same things, basically. Okay. Sorry. I don't think generationally that's changed much since the 70s. Those hot rods were cheap back then compared to now. That same car that Wooderson was driving, that's a $25,000, $3,000 car. Did you guys, uh, when you had parties, you still burn tires that night? <laughs> and you'd come yeah. home just, you know, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Grease all over you. Yeah. 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 Out in the country there, North Dakota. Abandoned farm sites. That was our thing. Yeah. <laughs> the year I was, um, the summer that I graduated, I moved in with some buddies out out in the uh, country, and there was a bunch of junk cars in the wood, la- wood line. And uh, we learned this going to concerts where they would drag in a junk car and a trailer, and then for five bucks you'd get three swings at it with a uh, big giant sledgehammer. <laughs> so we we started doing that to supplement selling cups. What a damn shame. Jeez. Slow ride. Stupid idiot kids. Come catch. All right, 130. I uh I once dropped my half of a keg on a kid's foot and broke it. It's oh. the worst thing I ever did at a party. Oh we were gonna carry it off and I was screwing around, of course, and boom, right out of my hand, right on his foot. Ray Schmidt. The thing about that party at the moon tower, the stupid things that we would climb. Yeah. My God, it's just dumb kids with no tolerance getting faced and then doing S like that that could kill you. Yeah. Well, even just the getting faced part, a lot of things could have happened to me and my friends in those days that, you know, that I won't talk about while we're recording. It did, it you did know to what me. I, I, lost, I lost two friends, a classmate and an older fellow that was uh, the mechanic at the local shop. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just climbing stupid stuff? No, speeding. Oh. Going too fast, crashing. That's why when we were doing gravel travel, it was 30 miles an hour was top speed. We were just wasting time. No reason to get there in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing this for the next five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you even lose track of time in that case. <laughs> yeah, is that the? It's getting. It's what? What time is it? Five a.m. Why is the what? sun coming up? Exactly. Why is the sun coming Jesus, up? I should have been home hours ago. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we sound like a bunch of old men, don't we? 
one time I came home and uh, uh, Sunday morning and uh, they didn't hear me come in and they saw me and they said, oh, you're going to church with us, huh? Yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Just start without me. I'm going to stay in the back. <laughs> I never, uh, never uh, my mother always had to know where I was at. And as long as she knew I was at a party or something, she didn't care. I could stay out as late as I wanted, as long as she knew where I was. Yeah, I was. What are you, what are you gonna be? I, mean, I don't know. I never had, yeah. and I did this with my kids. I never had a curfew because it was always, I trust you until I can no longer trust you. So don't yeah. lose the benefit of the doubt. If you yeah. lose the benefit of the doubt, you can't get it back. I was always anti um, curfew with Ben. Deb would say, uh, "You be home at midnight," and I'd be in the other room, and I'd go midnight. Come on. Oh, that's good for the marriage. <laughs> yeah, mom, midnight. Yeah. yeah, you got to kind of work together on that. Yeah. Oh, good. We got hockey hairs coming in. Hockey hairs. Looks like the Moorhead guy, the Spudsters are, uh, they're not, they don't have the uh, salad. You dining guys, not sure. Why are they focusing on that kid? Who he? What's the Spudsters? I don't get that. They're the Morehead. Spuds, Morehead Spuds. Well, that's their nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes up there. A lot of you potatoes. Got a lot of them potatoes up there. Well, uh, the College Concordia. They're the Cobbers. Hey. Cobbers. I went to Morehead State, which is now oh. University of Minnesota at Morehead. That's where girls go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Morehead State. What was the uh, mascot? Dragon. I don't know if it still is. That's what it was when I was there. What you got, Dragon? (laughs) I'm going to trickle down economics into my kitchen table for my dad. What is this? Oh, when I grew up, my dad's kitchen table, not a whole lot trickled down on trickle down economics into my kitchen table for my dad. That's what I want. Huh. All right. Thank you, Mr. President. I can't find if it's still a dragons, but it's got to be, right? Dragons can't be offensive. 